Good morning, everyone. Actually, good afternoon, lol. <laughs> My name is Adnan, and I'm going to be your host today. Um, today, we have Daquan Walker, who's going to be our guest for today. Would you just care to say a bit about yourself, what you do, and what you stand for? Cool. Cool. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Just bring me on. Yeah, so what? Uh, just quickly describe um, your personal brand. What have you done for your community and your relationship with entrepreneurship? Okay, so um, my entrepreneurship journey kind of started when I was young, I would say. Um, I had two parents who, who've always been kind of into doing their own thing and kind of making their own business um, ventures. Um, so I was always kind of around it and involved with it. Um, I would say that probably around my senior year of high school, um, I really started diving into building a brand, building a business, and kind of building something that would sustain itself, essentially. Um, it's been a been a journey to say the least. Uh, it definitely has been a lot of ups and downs and a, a lot of learning. But I would say overall, it's been probably one of the greatest decisions that I've ever made for myself mm. um, to really go after something that I'm passionate about and and worth worth doing. So it's been really fun. Um, I've enjoyed it and I'm excited to see what is next to come. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's actually very exciting. Um, and like I'd just like to take us through the story of how we actually met. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. The power of networking, actually. Because um, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, a lot of people who want to start their own thing. And most people don't know how to get in contact with people who know exactly, like, um, what exactly the brand is about. Yeah. Let's say you want to get into clothing lines and all that, like how to make a clothing brand, stuff like that. Yeah, Let's yeah. say you want to get into tech entrepreneurship, you want to look for another coder. But the funny story is, actually, you'll probably find a lot of these people, entrepreneurs, on things like Instagram, you're gonna find them on Twitter. You're yeah. gonna find them on Facebook, Definitely. and I actually somehow just decided actually let me look for uh, some people in Maryland because I'm here in the states on holiday. And I figured yeah. out why not, and I cold DM'd yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, he he came through. So um, yeah, just take us through your your whole relationship with networking. What have you? Networking networking essentially is the most important thing that you can do as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Um, I think that who you end up meeting who you end up connecting with can change the trajectory of your career essentially True. um i think that like you said cold calling well not cold calling cold dming um mm -hmm. is probably one of the greatest things you can do also because in the digital age and being so connected with everybody it's easy to to talk to 100 people in a day mm -hmm. um it wasn't so easy to do that back when we didn't have access to these social medias and stuff like that um, and it doesn't take away the aspect of meeting face to face and kind mm -hmm. of actually being in, in tune with a person. But I think that having the power and the ability to reach out to somebody through a DM and say, hey, I have this show that I'm trying to do. I would love to have you as a guest. Um, I think that's super powerful and it cre creates opportunities that you wouldn't even imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy because um, what I found out is that by searching like the hashtag and then uh, let's say you're interested in fashion hashtag fashion and then you put a location yeah you'd be surprised who's actually going to turn up there and i was like okay fine um let's look for entrepreneurs in <laughs> laurel maryland and yeah. like you turned up yeah. and it's crazy how i did that when i was in the uk and i literally flew back to kenya and then came through um and like met you at a random library that right. i didn't even know about 
um, and it all just worked out. So yes, I mean, if you're not on LinkedIn, if you're not on Instagram, and you're not using these things, like okay, it's not just even for entrepreneurs. If you yeah. want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, like connect with people that are in your field. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Your connections are everything, and I think the the power of like the social medias and and being able to just connect so quickly. Like I said, it can change everything for you. You never know who you're going to get in contact with. You never know what that person can do for you, how you can help that person in return. Like, I think that's everything. And I think, like, even things like TikTok, like Mm. uh, LinkedIn, like you said. So um, underrated. Yeah, like, they're they're powerful. And I've been able to, like, personally attest to that because I've had, like, TikToks that have gone to, like, 30K views and and have been able to go pretty much a little bit viral in a sense. Mm. Um. And with those, I've been able to get like new students and new clients that have gotten involved with me and my brand. So it's like the awareness and the intention, is, it can come so quickly for you. So I think it's super underpriced, like you said. I think it's really yeah. worth it. I think I mean, it's really is. Gary Vee talks a lot about TikTok and I Definitely. didn't believe him until three days ago because I posted a, a video yeah, yeah. and it's actually about to hit 30,000 views. Yeah. And it's a simple video where I, I literally, I was like, you know what? Uh, a lot of people don't know what uh, Kenya looks like. So I'm gonna just take a quick tiktok video of like what most people think it looks like because we have a national park and then i also took a video of what the city looks like and it blew up like i used the right hashtags and everything so i mean people think that these platforms are just there to consume but if you think that these platforms are just there for the sole purpose of you to consume them you're behind on the game yeah yeah and that but that to to the same degree with that i always say that there's different kinds of people there's people who Mm want to create and want to kind of stand out and make a difference in what they're doing and there's people who just want to watch other people mm. do that stuff um, and I think that's important to realize what kind of person you are mm. are you the person that wants to create something and, and stand out or are you the person that is okay with watching somebody else do that and there's nothing wrong with either way true. but true. Um, it's just dependent on the kind of person you are in my opinion yeah I mean like definitely there's some people that are more um, I'd say they're comfortable being in front of a camera yeah. and like you know the comfortable with all the attention. Definitely. But at the Definitely. same time, you don't have to, you don't have to be someone who's always like on TikTok and like you know making dance videos yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's not even Definitely. like that's not the the most of TikTok that you'll ever see. Definitely. But you have to kind of find your medium. And uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about this, and mm-hmm. he he's also mentioned that if if you're not the kind of person who wants to take videos of yourself then take video of your like videos of your process yeah. right you don't always have to be in front of the camera Definitely. you don't always have to post videos post blogs like blogs are genuine things that people can actually just read through yeah, yeah, yeah. like whether it's on facebook whether it's on linkedin someone can literally just scroll through and get excited oh it's um this person's like weekly blog Definitely. so you need to really find your voice and um I think that's one thing that we should definitely we're not going to discount how important that is today. exactly i i couldn't agree more i agree Yes, and um, we're going to move on to the next couple of questions, um, a bit more focused on you, Daquan. Yeah. <laughs> so what did your entrepreneurial journey start, and what was the tipping point that made you realize that this is actually what I want to do with my time? When was that? Um, it, like I said, it started when I was pretty much young. Um, I My mom and dad used to tell me stories of how I used to kind of go and buy bubble gum from the store and go sell mm. it at my school for like 25 cents a stick. Um, and would always come home never chewing the gum but always <laughs> with, always having a couple dollars in my pocket so like I said I've always kind of been into the hustle um, aspect of entrepreneurship and selling and kind of getting involved with people and I've always been a people's person um, so that's always been a good thing going for me also um, I've always been able to kind of make relationships and get involved with new people and just kind of learn about them um, so that's always helped me 
also. I would say that my tipping point really was um, my freshman year of college. Mm. I really started diving into a lot more of the Gary Vee, Tony Robbins. Um, and I think we all have the influences that kind of push us to, to oh, want to yeah, do something. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy for, for us to get super inspired by those guys like Gary Vee and because they pump you up, you know what I mean? Yeah. They really pump you up. After you're watching a Gary Vee video, you really feel like you can go tackle the world. Yeah. Um, so I like that aspect of having that impact on people um, and kind of being involved to that certain degree because mm. it almost makes you feel like you know that person to a certain extent. Um, so my tipping point was really my, my freshman year of college, and that's really when I decided that if this is really something that I want to do, then I really have to go all in for it. Um, that's true. Yeah. I really have to really take it for what it is and take my leap of faith and go for it as hard as I can. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And that's really how I've been able to kind of make certain strides and make things happen, throw different networking events and, and you know what I mean? Just doing different things mm -hmm. that I've been doing. So I've been happy to see the kind of progress that I've made doing that. Um, and I think that that was really my tipping point, honestly. And that's really powerful. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people go through school kind of just believing that that's the only path yeah. for you to be able to succeed and you yeah. have to go through the the usual nine to five route like the the are people who are made for that life and i'm not trying to throw shade or anything yeah, yeah definitely but i think what i'd like to just say is like if you feel as if there's something outside of that that interests you then just start it doesn't matter how whether yeah. it's through a youtube video whether it's through reading a book whether it's through talking to someone else if you want to start something, there's nothing stopping you. Whether it's yeah. age, um, we, we are arguably in the age whereby you have so much access, like so much access to resources Definitely. through your phone. You can download an app that can let you design, uh, let's say, a dress, or you can literally download an app that allows you to uh, draw like pieces of art, and you can be able to sell those online. So I think it just comes down to 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 looking within and realizing how much of a privilege you have to yeah, be alive yeah. in this age definitely like we're more educated than most of our previous generations definitely i i take a lot of that into into respect in regards to what i do now like everything that i do i, I try to remain so humble about having the opportunity like you said having a great opportunity to be in this time um because before this there there wasn't the opportunity to do that you know what i mean like even um people like my parents my parents didn't have access to as much as mm. we have access to so I can only imagine if they had, you know, what I have now with the work ethic that they already have, where they could be. You know what I mean? So it's True. been, it's been definitely a, a a nice insight to see the people who have less and then the people who have more. Mm. Um, I would say it's been a great insight and it's keep you. It keeps a, a nice stable ground for you. I would say. So that's helped me a lot, also. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I think the 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 main reason why a lot of people are are not entering um, or like they're not furthering their skills or not entering any sort of entrepreneurship is because they're scared yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that it's not like if you get a degree you're going to be guaranteed a job yeah, you're not. like I've, I've heard stories where someone literally got a first class honors degree like top of their class and they were laid off by three separate jobs that people thought that the guy was going to get yeah. and I I mean, that was shocking for me because if you were, let's say, flipping items on eBay just to, to get by, like when you're not, like, you know, working, mm -hmm. right? You could probably be stable and be afloat at least for that month, right? Definitely. Or you could 
possibly start your own like mini business i was just scrolling through instagram and someone's selling little protein bars right that she makes herself yeah. and people are really discounting the value of their own skills yeah. and like this actually you you mentor a lot of kids yeah. and uh, i guess you're taking them through this entrepreneurial journey like what would you say to people that are that have skills that is not sure about how to nurture them what advice would you give them find somebody who who you could feel like you can get trustworthy with mm-hmm. i would say find somebody a mentor a coach um, and it could be something as simple as finding somebody on Instagram who you're inspired by, finding somebody on YouTube that you mm-hmm. like watching. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's finding somebody who can get you fired up um, because it's amazing. I would tell people this. Like, I would tell people to go on YouTube, type in motivational videos, mm-hmm. sit there, have a playlist of motivational videos playing, and sit there and just think. Mm-hmm. Sit there and just think of the best ideas you can think of. Think of the dumbest ideas you can think of sit there and go through your thoughts and with that motivational video playing in the background i guarantee you that you will feel fired up to do something mm-hmm. fired up to create something um because that's just what it is it's a, it's getting that motivation getting that fear out of your mind that that in reality you can do whatever you want you really want to mm-hmm. you can do whatever you put your mind to um and i think that's important to realize especially nowadays because nothing's traditional anymore you know what i mean like i was just watching a video of gary Vee's and he was interviewing um the girl charlie um, the girl Charlie off of TikTok, she mm-hmm. blew up, up blew up off of one video and has like nine million followers now, um, and is monetizing off of that all because she was dancing on a video. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. so, because things are so untraditional and because everybody wants to ha- live this type of lifestyle um, and kind of do their own thing and be their own boss, boss. Everybody wants to do it, but nobody really wants to go after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really important to to remember what kind of person you are. Are you the person that wants to go out and create and make something different for yourself or are you the person that wants to sit back and is okay with watching everybody else do it? Yeah. Um, I think that's a lot of what like my Everyday Hustle brand focuses on and I tell people all the time, with being involved with Everyday Hustle, I only want people who believe that the number one rule they should have for themselves is that they can't not believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to go for it. They have to believe and they have to really want to go for it and that's just the bottom line for it and that's because that's what i pride myself on i believe that the rule that i have for myself is i can't not believe in myself because if i don't then who will you know what i mean so that's really how i how i get it yeah no that's really that's a powerful quote i think i'm gonna have to note that down but (laughs) yeah i think um just one main problem that i'm starting to see especially in today's society is like social media gives us all these opportunities but it also kind of tricks our reward circuits yeah. into believing that everything that we can get comes up up front. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, the notion of viral videos, like people do get famous off of those, but usually like it's it's for like a few months yeah. and that's it. But people need to realize that. And I mean, the next question will be directed to you and how you've been patient, mm-hmm. I guess. But personal brand takes a lot of time to build. Definitely. Like, if you look at <clears throat> someone like uh, PewDiePie or KSI, yeah. two of the biggest YouTubers. I mean, I was watching KSI when he was doing FIFA videos and he was probably, like, let's say 15, something yeah. like that. And now he's, he's like, in his early 20s and he's now doing music videos, he's doing boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one would have seen this coming. I mean, but it took him so long to do that. It took him, you know, thousands of videos and you know, thousands of, you know, messaging other YouTubers for collaboration. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess patience is a key skill. And like, would you like to just comment on patience as a skill, as an entrepreneur? It's, um, it's critical. 
to your success, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, being impatient, and I've had the, I'm only speaking from my own experience. I've been impatient before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I've wanted things to happen so much faster um, oh, for myself and for my business than every entrepreneur does. Anybody who begins any type of hustle, any type of grind, always wants to see some type of, some type of benefit, some type of result instantly because mm-hmm. it's like, I want to get it now. I want to get it now. Um, you know what I mean? So being able to be patient has been what has helped me make a lot more moves, I would say. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it's been able to make me sit back and let things kind of play out beforehand. Um, I've been able to kind of um, analyze situations a lot better just because I've taken a step back for a second mm-hmm. and realized that maybe this isn't the greatest move for me. You know what I mean? So I think patience is a virtue, like everybody says. Um, mm-hmm. It can help take your business to the next level faster, which is the craziest thing. Um mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that that trying to move so much faster, you end up stumbling over yourself sometimes. Mm. And that's just really one of the biggest hurdles in business is trying not to get too far ahead of yourself, um, which is why Gary Vee pitches like things like patience and stuff like that, because it'll come as long as you continue to make the right decisions and continue to move with being aligned with yourself. I think everything that you ever want will come to you. So, yeah, I mean, fair point. I think um, the way I like to see it is that every single podcast or every single like interaction I have with someone else is like me just laying a brick yeah. on, on a wall. That's all it is, foundation. Yeah, just laying the foundation and like in 10 years or so you might have built an empire or yeah. maybe even 20 years you'll have been built an empire, right? Not just like, okay, you know what, this is going to be the whole, you know, we're going to just dump the cement over Definitely. there. Otherwise you're going to have a shaky foundation and that's why we see things like one hit wonders, yeah. especially music, like a lot of people have just disappeared off of the face of the earth Definitely. after they dropped a fire song. And I think maybe that's because they weren't really focused on honing their own craft. Yeah, between that and, and people just not really being in tune, like you said, to, to what they really want to do. True. Sometimes people get put in situations and they end up going viral or they end up blowing up a little bit and having some type of success. And it's not even something they really wanted to mm. do. So I think that's why we see a lot of people fall off and a lot of people kind of lose their kind of traction towards things because... It's it's crazy to see when people get put in situations, how unhappy they are with the situation they got put mm-hmm. in, um, and that's being successful, that's failing, you know what I mean, whatever the case. But a lot of the times, being patient and really learning who you are as a person and what you really want to do can help in the long term run. Because when you do get successful, you want to be happy with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You don't want to be stuck doing something you don't want to do. So yeah, I think that's a really crucial thing because a lot of people think that if there's anything that doesn't require a degree right then like you can monetize it definitely which is so false i mean we're seeing the the come up of apps such as fiverr mm-hmm. right where you can literally if you're good at let's say producing music or you can make logos you yeah, can make yeah. animated videos someone will pay you for that and it's not like you're going to get a customer in the first week or so definitely right? um i myself is taking me about two months to get my first solid um client right um for editing videos and like over time you build a reputation on those apps and people have built businesses off of just engaging in those short-term transactions yeah. with skill and people need to like really like hone into that yeah. and now i just want to focus in on what uh, what you put in your bio i mean you talked about real estate and mm-hmm. you're getting into that and a, a lot of people are like really surprised it's like you're 20 and you're in real estate yeah. sounds like something like my <laughs> my father would be into yeah. you know like really old and everything but you've kind of broken the stereotype. Tell us the story behind that. 
um, real estate, honestly, for me, it was it was an easy way to start making money. Um, mm. And the reason why I say that is because my mentor showed me how to make money by playing the middleman and by kind of making a phone call to one end um, and making a phone call to another end. So that's been a privilege of mine to be able to learn that skill. Um, and a lot of people are familiar with the wholesaling and flipping houses. I mean, a lot of people mm. get into it, um, but a lot of people don't have the drive to continue to keep up with trying to make it work. Um, and there's always money to be made. And I always say that being in real estate has always been good for me because one, it teaches you how to get on the phone with somebody and have mm. a call that is persuasive and, and makes sense for them. Um, and it teaches you just personal skills. Um, so I think that's been one of the best things for me as far as getting involved with real estate. Besides the money, um, it's been a really nice learning aspect mm. to it. And yeah, breaking the stereotype in a sense where I'm 20 years old and I kind of jumped into it. I got a lot of people who would ask me, are you doing this at 20 years old? And I'd be like, yeah. And it would be people who wouldn't want to do business with me because I'm 20 years old. Um, Gosh. So it's, it's a lot of things that go into it, but it's been the best learning curve for me, I would say, just because I've been able to learn how to maneuver and talk to different crowds and different um, demographics of people and show them that this is really something that I can do. You know what I mean? So it's been mm. it's been a, a nice learning curve for me. Yeah, Definitely. and actually speaking speaking on that, like, what's the most embarrassing moment that you've had on a phone call with a possible client? What's the worst thing that's ever happened? Um, I got on the phone with a guy. Um, I called him, and he picked up the phone, and I said, hey, my name is Daquan Walker. Um, I was calling because I was interested, and I didn't even get to finish the word interested. <laughs> I got to intre, and then the phone clicked. Um, you get hung up on a million times. I, I've gotten used to it at this point. Um, and if that's the case, then I just move on to the next person. But that first time was like, it was like, yo, this, he really just hung up on me. Like, it was it was definitely, definitely eye-opening. So I was like, you know what I mean? It, I take it for what it is now. Um, and that's just part of business. That's just how people operate sometimes. So it's what it is. Yeah, it's true. I think um, one thing that I'm starting to become more confident with, because I've been doing podcasting for almost... Yeah, one and a half years yeah. now. It's like I've had crazy stories where we didn't have a mic. Like the mic, we were about to debut the show and the mic broke the night before. <laughs> and we had to find a mic. I think I had to use my phone. Mm. And like I think one beautiful thing about entrepreneurship, um, if you guys have been checking me on Instagram, I posted a little quote, right? It's talking about how school gives you the problems. They teach you how to solve the problem. And then you answer the problem. Yeah. And entrepreneurship the world creates the problem yeah, definitely. and we have to find a way find to a solve solution. it yeah. sometimes the crazy thing is like something like the smartphone we didn't even know that there was like a gap in communication sometimes you have to just create that problem and they came up with a crazy solution that no one would have ever thought would work yeah. and they just executed really crazy it's, it's everything though. It's, i think that entrepreneurs are vital to the success of the economy and people say that mm. all the time because we're the innovators we're the creators um and we're the people that really make change so yeah no i think it's not even just i mean i believe that entrepreneurship is is a skill that everyone should have like not even just be an entrepreneur because everyone yeah. thinks that okay you have to be bill gates or steve jobs to right. be an entrepreneur but that's not true like you'd be surprised but um Possibly that coffee shop that's literally right next to your house that you probably don't even like know the name of. The person who owns that shop is an entrepreneur. Mm. The person, let's say like back home, like I know there's a lot of street vendors, right? Yeah. Like that person who owns a thrift shop is an entrepreneur. That person on eBay selling you this product is an entrepreneur. Definitely. Right? So we need to really widen that scope. Widen it. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. And if you have the mindset of an entrepreneur, 
I'd argue that you'd be more successful yeah. even once you're in the workplace. Definitely, like, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree for sure. And do you think it should be taught in school? What do you think about yes. that? Um, I think entrepreneurship is is definitely something that should be taught. I think that schools really need to kind of change their whole curriculum. Yeah, <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, um, I think a lot of things that people get prepared for in school don't necessarily prepare them for the real mm. world. Um, things from financial literacy to to taxes to to just running a business in general. Um, I think it's a lot fo- a lot more focused on creating workers for society mm. um, than it is creating people that create work for society so Mm. I think you definitely need to have both kinds Um, and school I mean like I'm gonna make a crazy prediction I Mm -hmm. don't know if this is actually gonna be true I might I doubt I'll be alive to actually see if this (laughs) happens but in the next 200 years or so Mm. I argue that we're not gonna have universities anymore like I think we're probably gonna have some form of online learning where people can learn from home and it's actually getting to the point whereby a lot of different jobs are being taken up by one, the move like into a more technological age. Yeah. And also like the things we know right now are changing so quickly Definitely. that if you take a four year course studying what like the, the current state of things, that things would have already changed. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're going to tech, guys, good luck. Because things like blockchain are sneaking up. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. For sure. I agree. So we're gonna move on to uh, the next part. It's more of like a personal question. Yeah. But how how supportive are your parents with your whole like entrepreneurship and everything? And was it that when you're deciding whether you wanted to go to university or not, did you consider not going to university? Definitely. <laughs> and what did your parents say? Definitely. Um, oh. my parents, I I I love them to death in regards to them being the way they are because my parents one have structured me. Um, to the point where I say they've made me realize that one, it's not bad going to college. Mm-hmm. I realized I at first I would say my freshman year, um, freshman sophomore year of college, I really was like I had the fuck school mentality. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I really wasn't for school. I didn't think I needed it. I wanted to do my hustle. You know, what I mean, I wanted to do my own thing. But they really helped me realize that school is nothing but an asset. Um, and it's it's a matter of getting something that nobody can take away from you, mm. regardless of what happens, regardless of me wanting to run businesses. At the end of the day, if I go through school and I get my degree, that's not something nobody can take away from me. That's something that I've earned and it's true to me. Um, so they helped me realize that. And I've also been able to realize that my best networking and the people that I make connections with also come from school also. The different classes, the entrepreneurial classes, the business classes. I meet people all the time that mm. are just interested in the same kind of things as me so seeing those like-minded people have helped um create different business structures also for me so i look at school as a networking opportunity (laughs) Um, (laughs) i look at it as a big networking opportunity as much as i um don't necessarily like the schooling aspect of it and and having to do the homework and all that type of stuff you know what i mean but it's something that i'm willing to to get done in order to to help myself in the long run i would say um so, yeah, and yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, I'm a freshman in university as yeah. well. I'm studying law and politics. And I think the only reason why I'm in university right now is because, yeah, the same thing. No one's going to take that knowledge yeah. away from you. Um, I've always been comfortable sometimes in the school environment. And it's not going to hurt me. Like, I'm going to learn more about something. But I think the most important thing is transferable skills. Yeah, for sure. Right. So you're not going to just 
go to a math major and expect to to be the perfect business person like, yeah. just because you studied math at university yeah. right but <clears throat> there's so many like like studying math especially at a level which is like the last two years of high school mm-hmm. it helped me reason more analytically and obviously now i know how certain things work yeah. and like yeah I'd, I'd i'd urge people like consider going to university it's not like it depends on your context like i know we have some people listening from kenya where like you you have to have a degree like most of the time yeah, yeah. like it's it's just like candid like right. but i'd argue that if you're if you're probably like you should probably do both and the moment that your side hustle becomes something that's actually yeah. like you're able to live off of that Definitely. then by all means you can drop out like Definitely. we saw how facebook grew to over a million users and literally less than a year like zucks had to drop yeah. out of poverty yeah you know? because you got things that you have to focus on now if, if your hustle can take over your lifestyle and it can take over what you do on a day-to-day basis one that's a great thing because you've made it you know what i mean a lot of, a lot of people can't say that so i think it's super important to realize that that balance of doing what you want and doing what you have to do is is crucial to kind of maintaining your ba- your balance and your, your hustle so yeah definitely like i'm it's it's a lot of people think that okay you know what uni is too much work i yeah. can't but I just, I always give them the same answer. Like, um, what are you doing in your day that's not adding value to your life? Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not saying, again, and I'll and I'll repeat this every single podcast, <laughs> it's not bad to watch Netflix. It's not bad to go and take a walk or to go out with some friends on the weekend. Yeah. But if that's your daily routine and you also have the, <clears throat> you also have the goal of being like a, an entrepreneur or someone who's going to change the world in a different way, then I'd argue you need to change up your lifestyle. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think, okay, I have to get four hours of sleep and I have to hustle from 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. and, like, I need to just sleep at really weird yeah. hours and, like, skip class because, you know, that's that's what it's all about. No. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah, it's really not. Like, have you been able to balance your workload? Um, my workload, because I'm a night owl, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with staying up. Um, I, I do what I need to do during the day, um, whether that be meetings, whether that be you know, um, whatever the case, whatever kind of productive work needs to be done. Um, I get that done during the day, schoolwork, all that, et cetera. Um, and then usually around nighttime is when I kind of get into my stuff, mm. what I'm doing for my business, what I'm doing with, you know, the everyday hustle, how am I going to take it to the next step? And that could be planning, that could be preparing, that could be consuming content to learn more um, about certain aspects of business. Like it could be a, a plethora of things. I mean, or it might even just be me relaxing and watching Netflix, you yeah. know what I mean, for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's really a important thing to maintain a healthy social and business balance um, when it comes to building your empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, one, the networking aspect of having a social life is immeasurable, it's invaluable, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I think being able to also know when to turn it off and just go into business mode and know how to handle your business and conduct it is super important also so i've been able to kind of do what i need to do during the day so that i can do what i need to do during the night mm-hmm. um and sometimes it might be a couple hours of sleep that i'm missing out on but if mm-hmm. i'm doing what i enjoy doing then i don't have a problem with missing out on that <clears throat> you know what i mean so yeah i definitely agree with that and i think that people underestimate especially if you're in high school or if you're in university we we've underestimated how much time you actually have yeah like we have weekends off yeah. and that's like a big thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it doesn't look like it's going to affect you, 
right? But if you take all of your weekends like 100% off, right? And like there's 52 weeks in a year, yeah. right? So that's like 52 times two, whatever. Like that's the amount yeah, yeah. of days that you've literally like wasted in right. quotes, right? Unless like that's what you're happy doing, right? But also there's this magical thing called summer. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of people are like, you know what? That's the time for me to chill. Yeah. Like, Obviously, you're off for school, so take take a few weeks off if yeah, you want to. For sure. Like, but summer is also it's a time, grand time. To, it's, it's grand like grand time. time. Yeah, like, I'm grand always time. I'm always excited when when summer comes around or when like this winter break came around because I'm like, okay, this is time where I get to work on my side oh, hustle stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, but like I said, I think yeah. that goes back to the type of person that you are. You know what mm. I mean? You're you're either the person who wants to do your own thing and make your own change, or you're the or person who's okay, okay to sit and watch. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think that plays a big role into it also. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, guys, obviously, like, I mean, for, an example is me. Like, this this holiday, I just come out of a really intense two-year program. Mm-hmm. And I just figured out that this, like, these three months, I just need to take time to readjust and uh, just to, like, zone out for a bit, plan for the next few years. Yeah. Then I'm going to get back into it. I was not going to go, like, full-on, you know, ham and everything, beast mode for the whole summer. Otherwise, I'd have burnt out before right. I even went to school. So, like, you guys need to, like, really look into the kind of person that you are and then apply that to the current situation. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And um, actually, speaking speaking on that, like, speaking more on that, uh, you also need to know that entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I a lot of people think that entrepreneurship is as simple as, okay, you know what, I'm going to sell this and um, that's going to be me. Like, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. But be surprised how much you actually need to know yeah. to be an entrepreneur like you go in knowing nothing in the beginning like if you're i mean i'll probably ask you this a bit later yeah. but you you have he has a personal brand basically and um like i bet you knew nothing when you started like just tell us a bit more about the process of learning and like learning how to for example make hoodies and everything and yeah. you know just um i tell people all the time that the brands brands are really belief systems hmm. you know what i mean getting into a personal brand or a regular brand, whether it be Nike, Adidas, whatever the case, you know what I mean? You put your Nikes on for a reason because you believe in the product they sell um, and vice versa with a personal brand. Personal branding is people believing in you as mm-hmm. a person. So people engage with me, people like to reach out with me, people like to interview me, people like to talk to me because of who I am as a person, the content that I push out, the things that I speak, you know what I mean? Just what I put out to the world is what people reciprocate for me. So with that being said, how people perceive you and what they end up believing about you is what makes your personal brand either good or makes your personal brand bad. You mm. know what I mean? It's just reputation. You know what I mean? That's really all a personal brand is. And that's really getting into the things that I've done, becoming an entrepreneur, what I really stand for, um, creating a culture about entrepreneurship and young entrepreneurship. You know what mm. I mean? Like That's a positive thing. You know what I mean? And people have been able to receive me as... A, a young man who's creating an entrepreneurship brand and community around doing what he's already been doing. So, you know what I mean? It's been definitely a roller coaster. You go in knowing nothing, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's the most uncertain path that you could ever ever do, ever take. Um, so it's been interesting to kind of go through the ups and downs. And I would tell anybody who really is a true-bred entrepreneur and really wants to be an entrepreneur that the biggest thing you're going to battle is, one, your own head. That's, mm. that's the biggest obstacle you'll ever have as an entrepreneur. Battling your own head, battling depression, anxiety, 
a lot of entrepreneurs suffer from all these things. If you look at like entrepreneurs, a lot of them suffer from depression, mm. anxiety, and stuff like that because it's a lot of pressure that goes into you. When you're creating your own thing, it all falls on you. Mm. You know what I mean? And yes, we all want to be successful, but the most successful people are able to take those pressures and apply them in a positive way. You know what I mean? The most successful people are able to take those pressures and, and use them to help propel themselves. So I think that's important to realize also, um, you know what I mean? Just going into this journey, if this is something you really want to do, you got to be prepared to go down one of the loneliest roads of your life. Mm. Yes, you might have the support from friends, family, but at the end of the day, it all falls on you. So mm. I think that's important to realize and remember. Um, and building my personal brand has been fun. It's been fun to kind of learn how I've been interacting with people. It's been fun to to speak on different podcasts. It's been fun to throw events and have people come out because at the end of the day, that shows the success of you. Whether it's large or small, this is a success. Having you invite me on your show is a success to me. And I, mm-hmm. it makes me super proud of myself and what I've been doing because it shows me that you're doing the right thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're making the right decisions and you're putting out the right stuff. Having people ask me to come speak at events is like, super proud to me because it's like I'm doing the right thing I'm putting out the right stuff so Mm -hmm. it's all about how you measure your own success and it's about how happy you really are with the things that you're doing um, I would say and that's really been the basis of me helping to build my personal brand and that's what I teach other people also with building their brands Um, our my coaching business and what I do about building your brand and building your business around your brand is essentially how you are able to leverage your happiness and doing the things you're already doing mm. and getting people to believe in you. Their belief systems. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, that's that's quite true. I mean, I think um, just leading on to, uh, to something that you mentioned, um, I think it's it's really important for for entrepreneurs to know that I think the biggest pressures that we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs is the idea of making it. Yeah. Like, I think... We really need to define that for ourselves because like okay who's made it like what does it mean to actually make, make it? it yeah where, like, where does it, where do you go yeah, <laughs> yeah where do you go when you made it a lot of people and this is probably this the, the answer that I, I mean the question that i always ask on every podcast is like what what are you in it for yeah are you in it for the big cars and you know the trucks and whatever like yeah. cyber truck you know when i caught myself a cyber truck <laughs> after i got my first million dollar check yeah it's like what are you what are you in it for right i think um the more I think the more you start to uh, dwell in those materialistic things or the the idea of the lifestyle of the entrepreneur being one of luxury and fame and all that, you won't even have time for that <laughs> once you're like, you don't. like in quotes, up there, right? Yeah, so you yeah. really have to like define it and look at it in terms of small wins and losses, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Like even if if you learn from a loss, then that's a win. Yeah, that's, it. that's everything. Yeah. Entrep- entrepreneurs don't lose. Yeah, entrepreneurs really don't lose. They a learn. Re- a real entrepreneur doesn't lose. Like you said, they learn. They they take the situation for what it is. They apply it to the next situation and they handle that differently based off what mm. they've learned. Like entrepreneurs don't really lose. You know what I mean? We we go through different trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, everything is a building brick. Like mm. you said, it's just building that wall, building that foundation, and it helps you move yourself in different situations. So I think that's that's critical. Like you said. Yeah, I mean, I'm also just speaking a bit about the lonely, lonely part. It's like, um, a lot of people like right now, entrepreneurship is cool. Yeah, like it's it's really cool. It's like, oh, you're running your own business. Oh, yeah. damn, yo, man, I see you getting those shirts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't actually know the the whole process behind it. It's yeah. like, it's cool to 
for people to see that you're an entrepreneur but are you actually willing to to put in the work yeah. that's the question like behind the scenes like when no one is looking at you when people think that your brand is like a total waste when they think that your ideas are worth nothing like those are the real defining moments yeah. and i think it comes down to people like elon musk like i've never i've never looked up to someone like the way i look at elon musk mm-hmm. right because he's had to deal with so much failure if you guys were on twitter you had to see the cybertruck fail right yeah. where they were like okay guys you know what this is a cybertruck it's we're going to throw a steel ball right. at the window on a live and, event too. yeah a live event and yeah, like nothing's event. gonna happen then the glass breaks yeah that's that's crazy but as as a business operator he takes that for what it is he fixes it mm. and then he puts his product back out to the world and it also shows a matter of how Elon Musk has built not only Tesla as a brand but his personal brand it shows mm. him as a person that he's gonna go through and take it for what it is he's gonna persevere through it and he's gonna fix it and people are in turn are gonna be happy with what he puts back out because they know that's what he does he's an innovator mm. he continues to move forward and that's just what Tesla represents hence yeah. the Cybertruck yeah Cybertruck <laughs> and actually the orders for Cybertruck despite that failure are still going up yeah. and a lot of people are, like there are a lot of people that are really hating on Elon Musk uh, because of like you know he has uh, this whole space program with SpaceX yeah. and I think two weeks ago one of their biggest starships just blew up it didn't even launch okay. and it's it's honestly like it's, it must be disheartening just going through that again and again yeah, yeah, yeah. you see it in the newspapers like when you wake up you see it on Twitter you know people are resharing this and they're like oh this is a waste of money but the people who are willing to take those risks and are willing to deal with the repercussions are the ones that actually change the world yeah for sure it's really crazy to think that we're probably going to be living on Mars in the next 70 yeah, years. It's crazy. It, it, but it's that's just how the world that's just how life moves. That's how everything moves. Like the people who like you said, the people who are have the craziest ideas to change the world mm. are the people who do. You know what I mean? And that just goes to attest the type of person they are. They're the person who wants to change the world and go for it. True. So that's what they do. So I guess the more risk that you, you know, you're willing to place yourself in like the higher chance yeah, the high, the that greater the reward. When you, if you do succeed then it's going to be huge exactly so i guess you as an entrepreneur that's that risk factor that you really have to just yeah. keep in mind and very quickly if you guys can make an account uh you can also comment if you have any questions for daquan or me then feel free to just leave them in the comment section after you've made an account and we'll be able to answer them but we're going to go into the second segment uh over here and we're just going to go to the entrepreneur of the week so uh, how this works is that we're going to read out the story and we're just going to like unpack that and comment on it yeah. and like you know see what this entrepreneur has had to go through to reach where they have yeah. uh, so there's a woman by the name of Sheree Robinson she's a young New Yorker and uh, she had a crazy idea when she was out on vacation like she used to just blog right just talk about how she used to travel the African continent she went to Ghana went to South Africa went to a couple of other places That's awesome. and then her friend's asked you like when when do you when are you going next i want to come with you and that's when the business idea came into her mind so she started a little tours agency and it was like literally just taking like a group of 80 people to ghana Mm -hmm. for a quick like coastal tour and she's managed to grow that to um almost a one million dollar business today that's awesome and she's currently on forbes as one of the 10 women to watch right so let's kind of just unpack that like let's first look at the the power of social media yeah 
crazy. It's everything. It's it's word of mouth. People underestimate the value of word of mouth. Mm. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that people, a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that people look at your stuff, even though they might not engage with it, people mm. remember what you're doing. People talk about the things that you're doing all the time. I have people who, I've had people who've DM'd me and be like, Hey, um, like we were just talking about you the other day. You came up with a conversation. I was sharing your profile with a couple of friends. And to me, it was like, mm. it was like people really talk about the things that I'm doing. You know what I mean? People really see the stuff that I'm doing and they show other people. And that in that regard is super powerful because word of mouth, it can help blow your business up and scale you to an, uh, an imaginable factor. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's really crazy how it literally starts with your friends. Like, the people that are closest to you and a lot of people really just discount how important that could actually be because all she did was blog on Facebook and Instagram and um, I think one thing from that apart from word of mouth is probably the the skill of observation yeah. as an entrepreneur like as a this is just a challenge for anyone who's listening for this whole week I want you to just observe yeah. Right. Observe the way people act around you. Like a lot of us just kind of are absorbed onto our phones and mm-hmm. everything. And like even just that in itself, it's like something you observe. It's like and then analyze it. Walk into a coffee shop and you see people on their phones. Right. And then automatically what I started thinking was, wow, like compared to places where there's like not as much access to Internet, like, for example, in Kenya, there's more billboards compared to like phone advertisements. Okay. I was like, wow, actually, that's a crazy, crazy thing. Like, in the States, I see a few billboards, like, yeah. but not as much not as, as much, Kenya, yeah. because people are looking at their phones, right? Even when people are walking, they're listening to what? Music yeah. or podcasts, podcast. yeah. right? So you start thinking, okay, people, like, the more that you understand the world around you, the more you can cater solutions to that. And that's exactly what she's done here, because yeah. she's like, people are responding to this. I can actually make a business. That's probably one of the greatest skills as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's, it's recognizing that there's... There's a lack of hmm. entrepreneurs recognize that there's a lack of something, and once they recognize that lack of, they're able to create something that fulfills that lack of. Hmm. And I think that's like you said, that's one of the greatest skills of an entrepreneur is being an innovator and being somebody who can look at a situation and realize there's something missing. There's something missing that hmm. you get to offer, and it could be something as little as you know. What I mean, it could be something as little as creating videos for certain things. It could be something as little as writing blogs. You know what I mean? that aspect of it is something that was missing in her in that industry to my mm. to my knowledge you know what i mean to the way that she's built her business off of just the blog yeah you know what i mean she recognized that there was something that people weren't doing and that's people weren't writing out what was going on on their vacations people weren't writing out what they were seeing on their vacations mind you instagram twitter facebook linkedin all of that shows you video aspects they show you the imagery Nobody saw the written aspect. She mm. did that, and I think that's how she was really able to kind of create the business she created. Which yeah, is I think it's, it's, it's a really crazy thing how all of these ideas just come up, but it also just proves to you that anyone can do this. Yeah, for sure. It's like there's no one that's incapable of spotting a problem and creatively coming up with a solution. I feel mm-hmm. like the just leading on from education, like a lot of the times like you're given the problem. So as I said it earlier, like you're probably just going to know the solution as you've been taught it. So I think for you to strengthen your creativity, just come up with business ideas 
and like write them down. Yeah. You don't have to actually execute them because like, executing a business idea, you have to really be sure. Like, am I the right person for this? Yeah. Like, is this something that I'm really passionate about? And for the next ten and twenty years, I'm prepared to to grind to it all it. the way yeah. through. Like, it really just strengthens your creativity. I to agree. Be able to, like, I actually, I have a note in my in my notepad, and I just uh-huh. have a bunch of business ideas and different things, and I literally take those ideas and I look at different people that I've connected with and I try to figure out how I can place those people in positions to do this certain thing. Mm. And that's a lot of what my brand focuses on also is putting young entrepreneurs and people who are wanting to build a life that they want to live in positions where they can be successful. So if I have the idea for something and I know I can't execute it to the best of my ability, Mm. but I know somebody who can, hey, listen, let me talk to you about this. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. It's putting people in those positions. I think that's the most important thing. And that's why my my message tag for my brand is encouraging, inspiring, and uplifting. Mm. Because it's putting people in those positions that they can be successful in. So I think that's important too. Yeah, I think just leading on from that, you've just kind of touched on the topic of self-awareness. Yeah. You have to know yourself, guys. Like, I think one, one of my weaknesses is that sometimes because of, of course, like it's a very lonely road as an yeah. entrepreneur. Like, I don't know how to code. If I want someone to, if I want to make an app, like the first thing that I'll think of, oh damn, I have to learn how to code. Mm-hmm. Don't let that stop you. If you know someone that knows how to code, get like talk to them first. Like obviously you don't have to like give them your whole idea because yeah. they're the one at the end who has the leverage who can actually execute your and idea, do that, yeah. right? But just in a safe space and in a professional way, approach them, gain their trust, and then ask yourself. Who out here is willing to actually help me execute this? Yeah, and that could be done through Instagram. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? that could be done through the the cold DMs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People underestimate, like you said, if you go into Instagram, go into the search bar, type in hashtag coding entrepreneur mm-hmm. or coding expert in UK, in Maryland, in Buffalo, wherever wherever you are. You know what I mean? You're gonna find something's something. going to pop up. Yeah. <laughs> Something is going to pop up. So I think it's important to realize that. The power of social media is being able to access people in, in ways that you never imagined. I have two kids that I'm coaching right now, and they're from Norway. Wow. I would have never imagined, you know what I mean, that I would be able to, to speak with somebody from Norway. And it's like, yes. these kids found me on TikTok. They found my video on TikTok. They DM'd me on Instagram. They wanted to be coached. They wanted to reach out to me. And we got on a call. I started talking to them. And I'm like, I'm like, where are you guys from? They're like, we're from Norway. Wow. So it's like to... Think about the power of, of having a video that gets seen by somebody on the opposite side of the world. You know what I mean? It's it's unimaginable. It's really crazy. So I think that's important to remember. Yeah, I guess like borders have basically kind of become very porous. Like yeah. they're almost invisible at this stage. Definitely. Like, my question to anyone who's holding back is what's stopping you? Nothing. It's the you who's stopping you. Definitely. Like a lot of people just kind of live in this bubble and they're like willing if you're okay with that then cool like yeah. but i'd 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 be the kind of person to challenge yourself to to experience more like even i was just talking about traveling on tiktok the other day like you can actually travel for free nowadays like mm-hmm. um i'll give you an example um if you're if you have a certain skill set right and you're really passionate about travel as well and like you you want to experience different settings you want to network with different people like you can actually request for a place at a conference and that's what I did uh, when I went to Switzerland I never saw myself going to Switzerland Davos, Switzerland yeah. um, until maybe later on in life but they, they had an entrepreneurship camp going on and they're like why don't you come through and they paid for my flight tickets they paid for my accommodation and everything same thing for summer programs yeah. if you haven't signed up for a summer program and you're in high school I'd challenge you to go and do that yeah. like if even if you can't afford it some offer 
full financial aid where you can actually they'll pay your visa fees they'll pay your flight fees and they'll pay your accommodation as well so there's so much that's actually out there because of all this technology it's like what's stopping you it's everything we're we live in such a connected time it's the the word impossible doesn't exist Mm. um because of the way we live nowadays because of social media because of the power of networking and being able to reach people in places that you would have never thought imaginable the word impossible becomes extinct there's nothing you can't do there's nobody you can't talk to like i had um i had somebody who reached out to me and they were like um i put out a video and i was talking about the power of networking and how you can just dm somebody and somebody Mm -hmm. will respond to you now you might not get that all the time but a dude hit me back and was like yo i was i reached out to gary v and i had a conversation with gary v for a couple minutes and it was like to me i was like yo like this is everything you're connected you know what i mean like and it's somebody as big as Gary Vee or somebody as small as me, you know what I mean? Connecting with somebody and, and making that personal connection is everything. And there's nothing that people can't do nowadays. So You just have to have the stomach to, to literally cold DM 20, 30, 40, 200 people yeah. and just wait for their replies. Yeah. And like, if not, just move on to mm-hmm. the next person. Like if, if like they're not responding through Instagram hit them up on LinkedIn. If it's not through LinkedIn, get their email off of LinkedIn and then email them. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, try and find another way to reach them, reach out to them. If yeah. not, then you know, just move on to the next person. So obviously like that's speed and efficiency. Yeah. Okay guys, we're going to the last two segments of our show. So I thought of adding a few fun questions or at least a few more personal questions yeah. <laughs> that you might be able to relate to. Um, so the first one is, what do you think would be the best birthday gift for an entrepreneur and why? Mm, the best birthday gift for an entrepreneur um, would be showing them how you support them. Mm. If they have a t-shirt business, buying a t-shirt, buying a hoodie. Um, if they're running a media company, giving them a shout out on Instagram, giving them a shout out on Twitter, posting mm. posting what they're doing. Show people off. You know what I mean? Showing them off to other people. I think mm. that's the best gift you can give to an entrepreneur, especially a startup entrepreneur, somebody who's just getting started, because the awareness is everything. You never know who, say you say we do this podcast, I post this on my story, you don't know who views my story. Mm. It does, it, and don't, you don't know the result of who views it, who will come to your page, who will follow you, the amount of more listeners you will get. You don't know the result of it. So I think that support aspect and showing off other people's hustles and showcasing other people's passions is something that, you can give somebody the support yeah that's a really good answer yeah. I, mean, I was i was going to lead on to something different i think um something that's going to help the business long term yeah. i think it's probably the best gift like um one gift that i thought of is if you have someone who's investing in stocks and they're just starting out if you bought them if you're able to obviously right if you bought them a stock in let's say um amazon mm-hmm right yeah that would be really crazy yeah, I mean, yeah. like i would want a stock from facebook yeah, <laughs> for my birthday intense right? <laughs> um, because you'd be surprised that long term they're gonna thank you more for that birthday gift yeah. compared to something that just like you know is short term but also yeah by all means like that's gonna help someone the one if you buy one shirt from their shirt business yeah. it's definitely going to make if i was having a shirt business i'd be happy yeah. and it's gonna push my brand exactly. further away as well like it's you know, everything all right, so the second question is, you have the chance to have dinner with any entrepreneur, dead or alive. Which entrepreneur will that be? I'm going to go with Gary V. Gary V. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I feel like my energy and his energy would match a lot. Mm. Um, I feel like 
we would have a great talk together. So I, I would choose Gary Vee, <laughs> definitely. Who would you choose? Um, I think I would have to go for, who is this? Let me see. I think Henry Ford. Okay. So Solid. Uh, I think just the fact that he was so visionary and he was the person who actually started the assembly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just asking him about the whole process behind, yeah. you know, like seeing seeing the present as something that's susceptible to change. Yeah. Because no one thought that, you know, if you have people standing in like a line and then just putting parts yeah, on a car. Yeah, it's It's crazy. Yeah. It's like just looking at a problem and like solving it. Like yeah. I would really enjoy that conversation. Yeah, that would probably be awesome. Why not? The last question of this segment is... You have the ability to learn any skill and install it into your brain, just like the Matrix. What's that skill gonna be? Uh man, the ultimate skill. Mm-hmm. I would probably say um, becoming probably the best salesman hmm. in the world. Um, okay. I would say the skill <laughs> of of sales, um, because sure. as long as people are around, people will be need to be sold things. Hmm. So being able to sell people anything that I make, whether good or bad, I think that <laughs> that um that skill would be something that I would want to get for okay. sure. Yeah. Um I think I'd have to go for uh being able to learn things very quickly. That's okay. probably gonna be my skill. Because yeah. if you can learn anything quickly, you, you can, can do anything. easily become the best salesman. Yeah. You can easily become the best coder. You can be the best anything, right? That's, awesome. that's a nice back door too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I like it. <laughs> it's like if you, I think that's also just as an entrepreneur. If you learn very quickly, yeah. you're gonna do very well. Yeah. Like in the long term, not like instant success, but learning is part of the process. Sure. If you're willing to like, you know, fall into those little pitfalls and like just pick yourself up, that's probably one of the best skills an entrepreneur can sure. have. So why not? I agree. And then speaking of which, the last round is the challenge round. Yeah. Um. So you just talked about wanting to be the best salesman. Yeah. On earth, right? Yeah. So as a part of the challenge. You're gonna have to sell me a pen, right? You have thirty seconds to pitch to me why should I why should why I should buy your pen. Okay. Okay. Thirty seconds will start now. Um do me a favor, write your name on the piece of paper. <laughs> okay, pencil pencil. Yeah, no, that's Sup- actually <laughs> supply and demand, my friends. <laughs> supply and demand, my friends. That's actually a very good strategy, but yeah, I guess even being able to see the loopholes. Yeah. Because I think it's everything. Supreme is one company that does this yeah. really in a crazy way. Like For those who don't know what Supreme is, Supreme is this crazy, crazy brand that basically they, it's, it's, it's very simple. They put the company text on a shirt or there was even one on a crowbar. Mm-hmm. Would you believe it? They, right? they sell a lot of and stuff. They sell a lot of things for like up to maybe $100. Like you can even more. Yeah, yeah, Supreme, Supreme more. like jackets for yeah. like maybe two hundred dollars, and yeah. it just says it literally just says Supreme, Supreme. Yeah. on it, right? And how they work is that they've collaborated with very big influencers. You see, Travis Scott wears Supreme, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of big celebrities that wear Supreme, and they deliberately say that we're only gonna sell these items on one day, mm-hmm. or like one certain week in certain stores. Yeah. And the lines go around the block. Scarcity. It's yeah, scarcity. People, right? people love the exclusivity of things, and that's what I've been able to do with my with my brand also. Mm-hmm. Like my my very first hoodie drop that I did, we did these gray hoodies that I that we created. Um, and with those gray hoodies, I was like, "There's only a certain limit to. We have five of each size. Mm-hmm. They all sold out." You know what I mean? So that that to me was like, okay, so people enjoy having something that other people won't get their hands on. Yeah. That, that's just the exclusivity of it. So it's fire. 
I guess it also comes down to things like like universities. Like there's a reason why some of the best in quotes universities in the world have such a low acceptance rate. Yeah. I think I mean like obviously you might not know Pomona, but they have a nine percent acceptance rate mm. and they're one of the best liberal arts colleges in the United States. Yeah. Right. And something like Harvard is like I don't know, it's a seven seven percent acceptance rate. Yeah, I think so. So you, you feel like, you know, like you're you're kind of cut from the rest. Yeah. Right? So like Definitely. That scarcity does kind of come into yeah. play. Yeah, and it helps pe- people feel better about themselves, so that's a good thing also. Yeah, I definitely think so. And uh, is there anything else you want to add before you head off air? No. Any any last questions or anything? You know, if there's any questions, guys, there. yeah, put them in the <laughs> no comments so far. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Um, again, like this is going to be our first episode, I mean, our second episode from our second season. This season's gonna be really interesting. We're gonna get uh, Gibson Munene uh, from Kenya to come onto the show in a couple of weeks, and he's gonna be talking about how blockchain and artificial intelligence are actually taking jobs away from contract lawyers, and how entrepreneurship can actually fit into that. that should be interesting. So thank you all for your time. Thank you so much, Daquan, thank for coming you, man. through. Appreciate you having me. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>